Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast in what is the last studio recording of the season we will be back for into the light later in the week but we we normally finish up with a season reflection we're not going to bother doing that Gareth are we <laughs> no that no the laughter tells you all you need to know uh, tonight so this is kind of like our end of season special um, and we're party yeah really yeah everyone's really low, happy very low here. key yeah um, I was gonna say more like a wig yeah. isn't it uh, so we are represented. <laughs> we are represented by different platforms of people who provide Sunderland content. If you like, there are some crossovers, uh, but blogs and online written content provided by Roker Report and Gavin Henderson is here with us tonight. Evening. Evening. Right. What's your official title for for Roker Report? Have you got one? Uh, top dog. Top dog. Yeah. There you go. That'll do. Uh, I love Supreme. Obviously, uh, that the show's in. Um, in association with, and everybody knows, um, providing some fanzines for like 50 million years or something like that. And Paul Dobson or Sobs is with us tonight. Evening. Evening. That's not like, oh, everybody knows that means you. I should have said AKA Sobs, shouldn't I? Yeah. And that stands for also known as. Well done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> James Hunter as well has to put up with watching Sunderland week in, week out. Not like the Nationals who just watch the home games. James is there home and away. Alongside the Echo lads, he doesn't have to pay for it though. Well, that doesn't make it. Well, I'm just saying though, he doesn't have to pay for it. I mean, I don't know, know if could be a, the worst. I don't know if that was a dig there. Jim, no, I just saying he doesn't have to pay for it, does he? <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. He's got to work, so he can't walk out at half time. So. Good evening, Gareth. Good evening, Stephen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as bad as you can remember this season, James. Um, it certainly seemed that way. I mean, if you look at look at the previous relegation seasons in. Recent memory, you know, the 19-point season, the 15-point season, statistically they'll tell you they're worse, but this one certainly felt worse. Uh, I think, uh, as I wrote a bit ago, I think a lot of that's because, you know, the the, the interest in social media now means that, that, that we can relive the misery every single day, you know, 24 hours a day. People like us do things like this. Which is a really good thing, but it just means that when, when, when you've got bad times, then, you know, you've, you know they're really magnified. When? I mean, That's just, it's just a constant thing. There's, it's no, there's no, there's no. Since we started this, we've been in a relegation battle. But, but what a season it'll be if, <laughs> if there's a title challenge. But it was actually we, <laughs> because when we started, we weren't really in a relegation battle, and it was the, a couple of results, wasn't it? Man O'Neill's last couple of games where we got dragged down into it. So literally, since we've started doing this, is where the the problems have have come in. Haven't lost to Newcastle though. But yeah. It's worth Eight it just for six that, times isn't it? It since we started. So. Small victories. <laughs> um, I wasn't at the game the weekend, so I'm relying on all you lot to tell me how rubbish the game was. Gareth, did you go at half time? Oh, did I, I read? half time? I did. Yeah. Go on then. <clears> I didn't even bother going. Sorry. Did didn't even bother going. Did you? Yeah. Not? Nah. Well, you win. <laughs> yeah. Got one o'clock and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to watch this on the settee. It was. Um, it was probably the best idea <clears> I had all day. It was disgusting. Math, like, you can take getting beaten. I mean. You know, it's something that you've just got to put up with, isn't it? As a Sunderland fan, losing frequently, any whichever division you're in or whatever, and I've had a season take for twenty years, and I've I've walked out once at half time in that time, and that was the Villa game, and we were four nil down. Um, aside from that, you generally stay at the end, but I mean, we're only two nil down or whatever, but. I mean, talk about the lack of application no, in the, the game. The second half wasn't worth us turning out because disgusting. It's just, it was just non-existent in terms of effort or shape of any sort. Are the players getting off with this lightly then, in a way? Because you can understand that the energy and the enthusiasm has been has been drawn away from everybody. But on one hand, you feel if everybody stayed there to give the players a stick and let them know how they felt about it, 
and, and really turn it into a hostile atmosphere, that's what the players deserve almost. It's almost like they're getting away with it a little bit. Well, I think they do because they're the, they're the guys out on the pitch. You know, the two people who brought on the subs in the first half, that, you know, that was a chance for them to, to make something of it, you know. And they, like Kasri tried, probably harder than average. And the average wasn't very good. You know, it still wasn't enough to do any real damage to a team like Swansea, who were on a little bit of an up, but they're, they're certainly not Real Madrid. A lot of cynicism about these players that went off. Tell me about it. Well, well <laughs> we thought you couldn't get off fast enough. It's, it's, um, it's I, I guess it's, you shouldn't really insinuate that uh, people are faking injuries. Nah, I do. I think you should. But well, yeah. But I'm going <laughs> to say the reasons. <laughs> however, <not> do that. <laughs> however, as soon as Denier went down for, on the goal, and I was thinking, well, he's looking for a way out here. Then he he, he wasn't long on, off after that, and then obviously Anichibi kind of was trying to find something wrong wrong with him. Yeah. Which you know he managed to uh, managed to trot around another passage of embarrassing play, by the way, across the board. On and off the pitch to watch him hobbling about. You've got Larson trying to tell the bench that he needs to take him off. You've got Bracewell, Stockdale, and Moyes having some sort of mini conference at the side of the pitch, talking about what to do. Take him off. Like it took <laughs> far. It took like ten minutes to get him off. After he was holding his hamstring, you know, it's just embarrassing. It looks unprofessional across the board. They are unprofessional. Though. That's that's the problem. It's. You know, and each be Yanazai this week posting on their Instagram, you know, photos of leaving the northeast, and it's like, cannot wait until the season's over to do stuff like that. Can't literally cannot wait to get away. Maybe they're like, hoping for some help. I'll come <laughs> round and help you pack your bags. Yanazai, you'd probably get offers to be honest if they did that. This is I, I want to bring up what Moyes mentioned on the injuries today, Gareth. If you want to play that, we'll see what we've got. But I know I think there's one or two others feeling feeling some injuries as well. Now that's as far Got as it, it went with the, the radio and the local, James. So you'll have been sitting there when he when he said that. When you were reading some of the national written press today, it sounded a little bit more extensive, as if some people were inferring that David Moyes doesn't perhaps quite believe some of the players who were saying they took a knock. Did you get did you get that sort of vibe from him today? Um, not really, but I think that uh, you know it's certainly the case that it's amazing how many injuries have suddenly cropped up. You know, I think people are just putting two and two together. I don't. I think you know. You have to take people at the word if they if they say say they're injured. But it's amazing how it suddenly seems to have, uh, you know, stepped up in these last last few weeks. Um, you know, also it's interesting that, you know, I've I've written today that, uh, you know, a lot of the players didn't seem too interested on on Saturday. It's it's worth noting that eight of that team, eight of that starting eleven, uh, are unlikely to be here. How could the follower win with that though? Well, that's been the way Sunderland have, have been for a long, long time. The performances have been up and up and down. How often have you seen to Sunderland, that extreme, Sunderland win well away from home? Everybody turn up at the same I mean, of light, waiting to wait, you know, hoping to to see this continued, and then it all fall flat. It's just happened absolutely, for a long, long time. Absolutely, but I mean, I see, I wasn't at the game, but just just going off what you guys were saying, it, it sounded as bad as any of the four 0 collapses we've had. It's just, it's just that Swansea didn't score that many goals. It was mm-hmm. worse, like. You can you can see them giving up. You can see them giving yeah. up. They they didn't. They just. I mean, it's difficult to explain. Like, I mean, obviously we do shows with, you know, Michael every week, and you know, always talk about the, the accusation. It's a lazy accusation that fans are level or you're not bothered, you're not trying, and there's always this. You know, well, you know, as a professional footballer, I would say it's rare. Like like Michael would always say, and other professionals that were do shows with us always say. You know, they never. Like people had never like not try because it's like professional pride. They didn't try at the weekend. Mm. They did not try. Like you can see, I've never seen. I've never seen that before. Like because because that I think that that does kind of almost like that's the exception that proves the rule. Because when we talk about players not putting the effort in, not trying in other games, that was a genuine example of it happening, and it mm. was it was painful to watch. You know because you think. I'm paying X amount of money to. I mean, I could go for free, but I pay my season ticket out of line to the club, and to sit there and have them serve that up, it's massively disrespectful. And like people like, <clears throat> you know, people like Barini and you know, his attitudes, disgusting. You know, I mean, I thought Larson did try, and I think O'Shea sort of did try a bit, but the rest of them, it was just like. 
you know. But I, I, I liken it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've all played games of five a side or eleven a side or whatever yourselves. You know what it's like yourself when you when you're on a, a team and there's two or three guys that ain't trying. You know, it, it disheartens other people, doesn't it? You know, even the ones that do want to try. You know, the the Larsons, the you know, you know the others that you that you've mentioned. You know, they look around them and see other people that aren't lifting a leg, and and it must be dispiriting for them. I'm not getting paid twenty five grand a week to play five a side, though. I mean, I know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Where's your personal I'm, pride? I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending not. them. I'm just. I'm just saying it's it's a mentality thing, isn't it? You know. Can anyone ever remember a fall from grace when you look at a Sunderland player? Um, Besides, like, in the way Fabio Barini has has went from such a high. Darren Bent, maybe. I, well, Darren Bent actually mm. ran through my mind when I asked the question yeah, now, but I, 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 I. Darren Bent sort of went. He didn't stop playing for us. Yeah. He just went for money. He went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Farini just said this season he may as well not have been here. Really, it's just he scored two goals both in the ninetieth minute, and apart from that, there's been very little from him. I don't know. I forget what he describes his role as. Something like the invisible, not the invisible Definitely winger. It's invisible. some kind yeah. of <laughs> secondary striker who's an awful lot of work to let other people do and work. And in his previous day, he you could agree with him, but not this time. It's just not. I mean, can you remember when, when we went down on under nineteen points? Now, I, I I would accuse a lot of those players of wrapping it in a little bit that season, actually, because that side should have had way more points than, than 19 on the board. Mick McCarthy came in and lost all 10 games when he came in. Mm. Uh, that was following the back of like three or four defeats anyway to start with. But there was, and I don't know if it was just because we had heights with those players as well and the core group of those players, the seven finishes and stuff. But when we went down, there was there was an element of sadness, wasn't there? The Gavin McCann was leaving, the Thomas Sorensen was leaving. Here now, you're looking at the likes of Brainy and you, just, you can't wait for them to be sold. You, yeah. can't, you cannot wait for them just to leave and go. It's mental that. It's it, it, you know, it shouldn't be like that, nah, should it? He should be a hero to us. You know the goals he scored for us. Mm. And but there's a few in that category, isn't there? Rodwell's mm. another one who you just. I mean, it's a very different situation, though, Stephen. You know, you that that team in 2003. I think, if memory serves, I think they lost 18 in a row by the end of the right, season. Right. Well. Um, so you oh should yeah, be. Cause you we had that, and then we lost. Yeah. Uh, did we lose the first two games? I think, I, I think, well, you should I think be around the turn, so be around the turn, the turn of the, the year. There was a, there was a goalless draw at Blackburn. I think they lost every game after that, if memory serves. Anyway, um, the the point the point being that that was a good team that was breaking up. This is an awful team that's breaking up. That's why you're not sorry sorry to see these guys go. Hmm. I mean, at least we we have. Because I was having a discussion with someone at work today, and we you know the. Laughing about the fact that Rodwell seems to be the only one who doesn't have this um, this clause on his, on his contract, which just defies belief. Well, it doesn't actually defy belief because it's Sunderland. Um, and and he was saying, you know, I, actually I, I was partial to him staying with us in the championship now because on that kind of wages, you just want rid of him. Would anyone go for him? And my my argument is, and Gav's shaking his head, and 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 most people would say no, but right. My argument is now at least it's it's a seller's market at the Premier League because players who are going to teams who are going to get promoted, for example, are going to be desperate for people with Premier League experience. Sunderland paid five million quid for someone like Paul McShane when they came up under under Roy Keane. That gives me a little bit hope that people like Barini and people even like Kazri uh, and people like Rodwell, you're going to you're going to get money for collectively. It's going to add up, isn't it? Pro- problem though is, does will Rodwell want to move really? I think when he he's sitting would, on that money, he would be dying to get away from Eric Garth, surely, wouldn't he? he would I, I, gonna, where's, he gonna, where's he going to get sixty grand a week? He probably wouldn't. No, but, I mean, by what you by what you hear, he hasn't really got an appetite for playing football that much. So I don't know. I don't think he'd be too keen on leaving. To be get honest, a, get a signing on for you. The he? thing is, David yeah. Moyes needs to. If David Moyes to have any future here himself at all, he needs to. He needs to get rid of any player who's been linked with this releg. Who's been associated with this relegation? Really, yeah. doesn't he? That, that's yeah, what he needs to do. The it, it, it shows the fans at least that right. I'm willing yeah. to get shot to that because he didn't work for us and that didn't uh, work for and, us. And Rod, Rodwell's all more symbolic of, of failure in the last four years. Probably, isn't he? in my eyes, the worst bit of transfer business we've ever done. We've I mean, we taken the money into, into account. We were like when we got him. We, I think we were both saying, we were, oh, "Let's no, get I was him." In. You know, we, we, was, yeah. we really wanted oh, him to come. Hindsight, and, definitely. But well, now, this is the thing, isn't it? You, you know, he he doesn't have that. Uh, clause in his contract, but that's because at the time it was it was seen as a big thing to get him. So he was able to say, "Well, I'll come, but I'm not having that clause in, in my contract." Same with Jermaine Defoe. People have been playing hell about Jermaine Defoe's clause in his contract, letting him go for nothing. People forget maybe he wouldn't have come unless he was given that clause in his contract. Well, surely, that, did that clause not come in when he signed his new deal? 
when he signed from Toronto. It was when he signed for Toronto, was yeah. it? Right, okay, I thought it might have been part of the contract no. extension. So, so being in the, you think they might have taken that out when he did the contract extension? Maybe, you know, well, maybe it wasn't. He might have demanded yeah. it all, mightn't he? Mm. I mean, Defoe didn't have to sign a new contract, did he? Mm. Yeah. I mean, he trotted around at the weekend. I mean, he's tr- he's protecting himself. He's totally. He's, he's he's not. He's got enough in the bank to do that, though. At yeah. this point, the season's already gone. David Moyes, what I said, needs to start distancing himself. You, you, you fail from these players by selling them. We heard him at the beginning of the season um, say that, that you know it's an infamous line now, isn't it? That he thought we were in a relegation battle, and then in January to say that he suggesting the players we were going to bring in weren't going to improve the team. Then the last few weeks, he's, you feel like he's had the players' backs a little bit. He's changed tact. Um, he's back to this again now, though. Well, I've really been fortunate to, to have seen good teams. I've been fortunate to see uh, good players, and I know what it looks like. And at the moment, the players we're, we're using at the moment are way, way off that level. Not not anywhere close to the same level. OK, lads, go and put one last performance <laughs> in for us. Funny, that, isn't it? I've never seen a football match before. You know, I've never seen a football match before with good players. How frightened are people that Sunderland have Arsenal and Chelsea in a week to play? Terrified. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't bear thinking about, does it? It doesn't. I mean, they, you could, Chelsea, they're, they're on a party now for the right reasons. We're, we're slightly up because all the, the misery is over as far as the tension part of it. You almost feel like you just say, do you know that time uh, isn't isn't the default win if a team can't, um, can't save the fixtures yeah. to 3-0, isn't it? You almost say, like, can we just... Can we just agree to those two right. three nils and we'll yeah, take we'll that? Take Sim off. this game. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a default, isn't it? Three nil. It's happened at the national level before, isn't it? And did when Burrow didn't play Blackburn, did they just go down as a three nil? Is that right? When they got points deducted? They certainly lost the three points. No, they replayed the game, but did they? Uh, they replayed the game and got a three got fine three points, I think, and that sent them down, I think, if they even did, just yeah. played no, Darren that Williams, game. Darren Williams sent them down. <laughs> <laughs> they even just played that game, I think they would have stayed up. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have lost. put a team out in a friendly the same day, should he, Mr Robson? There you go. Is that what happened, is yeah. it? I'll say, sobs and marble and knowledge of the memories. Right. Serves them right. We were just uh, <laughs> fresh-faced young fans then, Gareth. Right. Take us back to those days. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey? Still am fresh-faced. Okay. How 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 do you gauge your spirits, James, at the moment? You've been with him from the start of the season. I I, I haven't, in comparison to the last couple, that I've probably interviewed him a handful of times by myself. You've been with him the whole way of the season. I, I talked about him changing tact there. How do you feel he is at the minute? What, what sort of frame of mind? Do you, do you think he's determined to say it out, or do you think he feels he has to? Do you mean in terms of staying what, around his, his, his and his trying season, to put it his right? contract, or yeah. taking it to next season? What, what all of the above? All of the above. I think you know, as far as going forward is concerned, it, 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 it all hinges on on the budget. Because if there's no money to strengthen this squad, then no manager is going going to be able to do anything in the championship. You've got to bear in mind, you know, when when Sunderland arrive in the championship, they're immediately going to be seen as one of the clubs that should be um, challenging for promotion. But if you're going to lose 10, 11, 12, maybe more players this this summer. If there's no money to replace those players, um, then any manager is on, you know, hiding to nothing. Be it David Moyes or anybody else for that matter. Uh, that's going to be the, the the biggest issue, I think, going forward. Clubs generally do try and put a, a bit of a calculated gamble on their first season back, don't they? When they go down, they try and put because they get the parachute payments and they try and, and they try and invest. That's the season to do it. Didn't I mean, it's, we we saw it with. Mixed degrees of success last season. Villa and Newcastle well, hasn't tried to Villa, do it. Well, it hasn't. He's only got a million pounds to spend because they got done financial fair play. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I go with the. I'm, I'm told which, which, which would have been worth a gamble if they got promoted, wouldn't it? They would have took, <laughs> that, they would have took yeah. that hit, wouldn't they? Well, well they sat in the manager after eight games. I mean, didn't they? Di Matteo. I'm told that, that you know uh, the financial fair play rules in the Championship are even more strict than those in the Premier League. <laughs> After the initial couple of seasons, if you if you don't get promoted quickly, then you're in real trouble. Yeah, there's one team turned a profit in the championship last season, and that was Wolves, and they got a new owner. You know, <coughs> it just shows how difficult it is. But you do think that I mean I'm not finance expert, but you do think Alex Short would be aware of this, and that he thinks if we just mentioned some of the players, he might leave there. We've said time and time again we would love Pickford to stay and try and try and fund signings of ways. It's not going to happen in a million years. No. Um, so you're looking at. I don't want to put figures on it, but you're looking at potentially 40 million quid or something in this season. That's got to go back in, hasn't it? Has to go back in. 
Uh, well, I mean, you'd like to you'd like to think so, but I think you I think you know you could be in for a, for a shock on on that score. I think when you look at at the parachute payments that people are talking about, don't forget that you know I said earlier in the season, Sunderland owe, owe something like twenty five million pound this summer uh, for players that have already left, and about the same again next year for players that have already left. So you know that's a big chunk of your parachute payments gone before you've even started. How much money of any proceeds from Coney and Pickford will be given to Moyes? I honestly don't know. That's what they're talking about now. I guess so. You know, if Ellis wanted to spend his own money, the options there. Just saying, though, if he if he did, because the the, the wage bill has been crippling with the you know there's there's been no wriggle room. So at least we'll have a bit of that back next season you know we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll half the wage bill at least and, and have a bit of a fresh sort of fresh slate clean slate and so you do feel like the kind of player the calibre of player who, who sees Sunderland as a big attraction in that division wouldn't come for the money you do feel as well because almost again James famously Sunderland have had to overpay players to come and live at this part of the country by all accounts it's not so much paying, paying to live in this part of the country you know, I think that's that's a little bit of, of a myth I mean, I'm sure that's a factor but you know that's, that's a little bit of a myth the biggest problem Sunderland have got is attracting established Premier League players because established Premier League players um, you know look at Sunderland look at a club that's constantly fighting relegation that's constantly changing manager and just think no thank you I mean, you know, Ryan, Ryan Mason chose Hull over Sunderland in the summer. Robbie Brady chose Burnley over Sunderland in January. Alfie Mawson chose Swansea over Sunderland last summer. You know, it's that more than more than geography that's the that's the problem. I'm glad he didn't pay 11 million quid for Robbie Brady. Mind, I'm glad he made that decision. <laughs> yeah. well, well, perceived I mean, as failing, though, aren't they? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so exactly at least, at least, at least in theory, that should change next season. Sunderland's record at that level. Mm. In the last twenty years, is outstanding. Never finished lower than third. It is, it is. But when you when you take into account that we aren't going to have an outstanding budget like Newcastle did, we're going to be on an even playing field with a lot of these clubs, a lot of big clubs down there. Do you not think Sunderland would have the edge if 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 Sunderland or Huddersfield if, went in for the same player and offered them the same if money? David Moyes is a man, you know, they'd rather play for David Wagner, surely, wouldn't they? I don't know. I don't That's know. I'm, I'm just. I, I don't. I don't think with that. With that, with that could have sell at the minute. I think there are there are some big clubs in at that level, as you say. You know, there's clubs like Leeds United and and people like that. But Sunderland obviously have been in the Premier League far more recently than than Leeds, so that factor come, comes in. Oh, Sunderland, that, you know, a, 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 from the outside, seem to be a, a better bet at, at getting into the Premier League than some of the other big clubs left left down there. It's not like we've had two seasons up there and come down, we've had ten. No. So, you know It's the longest it, it's the longest spell in, in the top flight yeah. since, you know, Sunderland were relegated in nineteen fifty eight. You know, it, it is a it is a, a good like it's only ten years and yeah. you know we shouldn't make it sound, you know, earth shattering, but it, it is the longest spell the club have had in the top I think flight. The, the sad thing about it is just we've done nothing, have we, when we've been mm, there. Yes. We've, no. We haven't capitalised on the, the opportunity that we had. And no, we've got you know, to the stage the, now where our, the highlights of our season are making a hero out of G because he, yeah. you know, he scored that goal against well, City, and you know, and that was that was one win, and he's now got his big poster board down <laughs> the way. Yeah, right, yeah. I, think, I think I think of all the teams who've spent a decade in the Premier League, we're the only one not to get a European place, or or, or you know, travel to Europe for competition. So it just shows you. I'm how still bad a bit about really. getting done over by that back in the day, though, when we finished seventh on the raid. Two seasons and didn't finish in Europe. Yeah. I think it was weird. Like, teams that won the cup, there was factors yeah. where normally teams are finished yeah. seventh play in Europe. We did mm-hmm. get devastated yeah. about that. We did. We could have gone in the Intertoto, but he turned it down. Mm. So yeah. we could have gone. I think Bradford actually went in one year and they finished. Yeah. Um, they just stayed up in the last play. day of the season. The fair play award that, that got them in the place. I think. I'm not, I don't like know. That. I don't, I think James I, is a Bradford lad. He I've, should know. I thought. I remember it, them being in Intertoto. I can't remember exactly how they. I think it was just. I thought it was because nobody else wanted to be in it. Be, and they were the lowest placed team. But they were the next one down, and they right. said, "Yeah, they'd you go may be in right. I, I don't, Lee don't Mills, remember him? Lee Mills mm-hmm. playing do, yeah. up front in, the, in Lee Europe. Coming, coming to, uh, Bradford from from Port Vale, Port vale yeah. Put some yeah. good players. Got some good players. Bradford in that era. Carborning, Collymore. Oh, remember Collymore's overhead kick against Leeds. Southall, goal. <laughs> remember that? Stuart McCall, did he play? Stuart yeah, McCall, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, fell he fell off the car. He fell off the car. Pissed when when he celebrated promotion, didn't he? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Sorry, I used to play three times a year. Kind of lager in the hand. Aye. Now we're we'll be playing them next season possibly. Hopefully, 
getting yeah, back for John Stead yeah, scoring against us. Yeah, the, the, uh, that was fun. The uh, <laughs> very well. That's it. I mean, that's a, it's interesting. I remember Gary Neville. Uh, he did that piece about kind of use Sunderland and Newcastle teams like that as a basis for it, but it basically just saying the there's definitely a north south divide now, and it's hard to argue because you you know you look at. Uh, you look at this, the situation, the championship, and all the you know big northern clubs that are in there: Preston, Huddersfield. You know you got Sheffield. three got relegated, didn't they? Northern clubs: Wigan, Blackburn, and Rotherham. Mm. Yeah, you know Bradford could come up. Sheffield's Bolton have come up. Sheffield United come up. Bolton have come up. Mm. So, so yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It is an interesting one, and you know you do look at it. You you look at it in the summer, and you see team like Bournemouth being linked with players like Defoe and John Terry, and you know we, we all know the reason why is because it's commutable from London, or they could just you know get themselves a nice little place in pool and you know put the feet up and go to train every day, and it's you know it's not windy like it is up here. Or it's a nice place to live, though, isn't it? When I was down there the week in Bournemouth, and there was a scouts taxi driver who was um, giving us a lift to my hotel, and it was really really sunny. And this was in April, and he was saying, oh, he said, I've been down here 20 years, mate. And I was like, all right. Any reason? And he just kind of like pointed to the sunny skies and went, why would you not want to do this for a living rather than drive a boat Liverpool for a living? And it's hard to argue True, with him. Yeah. If taxi drivers are thinking like that, footballers are going to think like that, aren't Absolutely. they? Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot more disposable income to enjoy your time when you're in places like that than you than you would up, you know, if you would if you were a taxi driver. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that it is becoming apparent that there is that, <clears throat> That difference and all these, you know, big, great northern clubs are now kind of, you know, Leeds have been down to the third tier, Man City of before the cash injection down to the third tier. You know, it's 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 a reality. You know, Southampton and Leicester, both yeah, Swansea, you know, <laughs> I guess both successful Wales, clubs. But, but you you forget how recent Southampton and Leicester played in League One. You know, yeah, <clears throat> and you wouldn't say that they were obviously. I mean, actually, somebody it might have been the football ramble. Somebody. Had, in the ten years, somebody did this list that what Leicester had done in the ten years that Sunderland had been in the Premier League, and it was, it was amazing, <laughs> and comparatively, you know what what they have achieved in, in that space of time, you know it's, in, in you know they've had you know, why would you want stability when you could, you know, have what they've had? And you you look at you look at how they've structured themselves, and you know their chief scout, is you know. Getting all the plaudits now for finding gems and Canty and Mares and things like that. We've got nothing like that in place. Didn't he? Isn't he involved with? Somewhere? He's moved on somewhere. Like did he go to uh, Arsenal? I think he went to Arsenal. The fella. He Steve Walsh, went, is it? No, he went Everton. Steve Walsh. Uh, Everton. There, were, there, were, there was yeah. there was a couple of them who've since moved on. One did one not come here? There was a, a big hoo-ha in. last week about Rob McKenzie, who um, was at, at Leicester, um, but he's actually just finished here. Oh. He's been here for a period of months as a consultant. That's a no, job, isn't it? That's a job, consultant. I'd do that. Yeah. Oh, he's good. A consultant. <laughs> he's not so good. Right, so uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like Azure's happening now. Any ideas? Um, scout go tips. for Azure again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they've yeah. turned down this bit as well. Try again. I don't know who's here again. in January. <laughs> Try again. Well, <laughs> Moise has been spotted around the grounds, hasn't he? He was at Bristol City and Hibs and stuff. So he is going out and looking at players, but... Yeah. That's what... That's, that's, that's... All John aside, that he's going to use that for his defence... When he has this meeting with Shaw to be kept on as manager as well, because no matter what you think about him now, another we're going to have this massive player upheaval in the summer, <coughs> and on paper, having a manager, a new manager come in and have to like get to know all these players and and try and scout different players, 
doesn't seem like the a good way to go. Moyes is going to say, it. at least I've been looking at these players for a few months now. Him, him, and him is going to come into the side, do this, this, and this. It's it's possible to succeed in the championship, you know, without a lot of money. Though you've seen that with Huddersfield and Redden bringing in managers who are creative and expressive and are willing to work on a budget and you know have or give off this this aura that they, they know what they're doing then it, you know it, it can work Yap Stam hasn't had a lot of money to spend he's had Paul McShane playing centre half all season they've gone to the playoffs Huddersfield teams filled with loan players and you know Brighton have got Steve Sidwell <laughs> exactly it, you, you have to look at who's in charge really and it, if, if a manager can can cultivate a group of players and make them play a certain way and make them buy into what the club is then it will work I mean, it's, it's not all about money even if you look at the team that you know, we went up. We went up with under Keane, and yeah, we we signed all those. I mean, we didn't spend lots of money. We, we didn't signed, actually hit our stride till February. If you think yeah, about it, you know, it was it was about it yeah. was about you know momentum that we signed a lot of. I think we signed a lot of players on six players on deadline on day. deadline day, but we didn't really spend a lot of money. It was freeze. I think we it, York was a free. Yeah. I think in. Can't remember. Um, it was, it was, probably, was a free. It was probably the signs in the January. The loan signs we got Simpson and Evans and then and Stern John, Ed- Stern John Edwards as well. Carlos on, Edwards. I think we the, spent money on Edwards and, and John, and the yeah. others were obviously mm-hmm. on loan. They all, they all played their part. It's about, like I say, it's about, it's about just working out what you want to do and then getting players that buy into Sunderland. That's that's a big thing for me. You know, we're talking about Barini earlier, and there's somebody who should know what it's about to play for Sunderland, but they don't appreciate it. From now on, it's got to be players who come here, see it as a step to, to proving themselves and see us as a big club because it's bringing in players like Rodwell and bringing in players like Adnan Yanazai and, and even Denier coming from big clubs that see us as a step down or just a you know another stop another, another stop on the on the road really. Oh, yeah. they, they aren't yet to, they aren't yet to impress anybody but the, the people they play for already, which is mm-hmm. Man City, Man United, and if it's it, you know. And if the manager doesn't take pride in the job that he's got yeah. then what does that say to the players that he's trying to bring in because I don't think he's proud of well, yeah, well you get displays like Saturday where the players don't care yeah. they don't want to play for him they don't want to play for Sunderland they can't wait to go it's it's a shame but that's the way it is well we did put um, a poll on Twitter a few hours ago <clears throat> saying plenty of blame to go around and uh, the three options I give people who do you blame the most for this season uh, 1200 uh, people have voted on this David Moyes Alice Short or the players Forty-seven percent went with Moyes, thirty-one percent with the players, and twenty-two percent with Short. James, um, Moyes possibly lost more than the majority of the the fan base now. Can managers turn it around from this point? Uh, it's incredibly difficult, too, isn't it? Um, the only the only way that you can turn turn these things around is is by winning games. That's the only thing that will change the atmosphere. Um, you know that's not going to happen this this week. Um, you know, in all likelihood, at uh, Chelsea and Arsenal, it all depends uh, on the summer recruitment and how the how the next season starts. Now, if you start next season poorly, then obviously that's a totally different ball game in in the Championship. Um, but that, that's the only lost way to his turn first two league games, didn't he? When he, he, did. he, he yeah. came and he, he lost his first ten here. Yep. And then he lost the first two in the championship. Did we lose, I think we lost uh, Millwall, three. didn't we? And, and, Millwall, uh, we lost Coventry the first game, I think. No, that was on was the year. Was that, that was the under, time after that? Okay. Queenie, All these relegations just stop. No, we lost. I remember losing the Millwall. I think we game, beat. There was a game at either, either Burnley or Blackburn when. Forest, when, we got beat when, off Forest. Uh, First game, either Burnley or, or Blackburn, because all the Darwin players were sat in the stand. If you remember, because it was some sort of record, it would have been the most consecutive. It was Preston, we beat Preston. I knew yeah. it was yes. Lancashire. Arker and, yeah. Arker and Thornton yeah. scored the goals. Yeah. I was at Leeds yeah. Festival that day. It was, it's, it's, it's I was a, there. It's a, li- it's a little bit worrying, though, looking back, and you know, the last two <clears> times we've been promoted out of that league, the managers we've had in charge have been no-nonsense types, who the players respected ultimately, and then you kind of look at what we've got now and. We, we we can see that the players now don't respect David Moyes. Not to say the players next season won't, but it it doesn't really give you any hope that we're going to get off on on the front foot. Really, mm-hmm. we're going to might struggle again next season, which we can't afford to really, because um, staying down there is only going to add to our problems. A couple of people are pointing out the obvious to me on Twitter that 
I didn't have a fourth option in that poll, which was blame everybody equally out of those three names. I was thinking blame um, it on the boogie. <laughs> my personal <laughs> choice. Daniel Jenks uh, said they should all get 33% each, and Trash Panda said you missed out the fourth option all of above. More and more players are starting to, I'm not going to say side with Moyes, but more and more people, I think, after the performance um, on Saturday, are starting to suggest the players should be doing more sobs. Uh, Tom Albrighton here, not a huge Moyes fan, but they should have more respect for the fans and club to simply stop trying. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't know when we as we were talking before about them, you know, get gets in your head and I think once it gets in your head you're miserable, it's easy to think you're injured. You know, we discussed that earlier. Somebody oh I don't feel it's very the famous clever. groin strain, that's the one, isn't yeah, it? That's the, the one they claim. That's or if you key tendonitis. Well I heard I heard Kevin Ball on your I think it was in the light talking about how when sometimes when you're injured you just play through it because you have to. And I, that's what that's what came across me when I saw them go off. I thought, can could they, are they really that bad that they have to come off? I bought you know? he played with a broken jaw in ninety six, ninety seven. Is it jaw wired? I mean, but it's a different yeah, a different breed that's of a human. Different, like, no, that's, I don't. I wouldn't say that there was probably players around there when people oh, back in the day they would have done this, they would have done that. I bet you there's a fair few players out there wouldn't have played with a broken jaw like he did. So <clears> he's probably like the other end of the scale. But, it would, but then it would, Daniel Sturridge know. is probably someone who's like at the other end where he kind of it's a mental You've problem. Been if you say that yeah, <laughs> it's a mental problem. And Billy Jones, than... by all accounts, is is similar. Mm. <clears throat> you know, um, Terry Unsworth said all three are at fault, but Moyes inherited an okay squad and turned it into a bunch of useless crybaby shithouses. Um, David Moyes doesn't think way. he inherited an okay squad, James, does he? Uh, I think the squad's been poor. I, th- I think the dressing room's absolutely rotten. I think the dressing room's absolutely rotten. Some of the characters and and there, if the truth be told, if you want my personal opinion. So, what percentage would you, you know, put on that? If I was, I could ask you the players or the or the, or the manager. <sighs> How many I of the players that Moyes brought in are the rotten ones? Uh, actually, not the ones the ones that I'm thinking of are ones that were in, inherited. Um, you can tell us afterwards. I probably will. No, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but no, uh, that that's part of the problem. I mean, there's a lot a lot of talk about um, the performance on Saturday. Well, I mean, should any manager, any manager, be it David Moyes or anybody else, should any manager have to tell players that they have to try? For goodness sake! I think I mean, so. How low a bar do you want to set for these guys to limbo dance <clears throat> underneath? I agree, but you know? uh, I think you know. I think David Moyes has set the tone, mm. um, and you know, I said earlier, I don't think he's proud. To be Sunderland manager. In what, in what sense? What gives you that impression? It's just his attitude towards it. In, he kind in, of. In what way? What, what? How does it manifest itself? Well, in everything he says, like basically him saying, you know, I'm not. Is it a lack of accountability? It's a lack of accountability. It's you know, like he's he gives off an impression that he's here, kind of doing us a favour. <laughs> has, has he? I, I don't get that impression. So I'm interested when I hear people say that. So I'm, I'm wondering what actually leads you to that conclusion because I don't get that impression. Has he once? Held his hands up and took any blame for anything. That's what I want to know. I don't. I don't believe I've seen it, and he hasn't done it certainly enough than he yeah. should have. Like you said, you know, you know like comment the other week. You know that it's, he's basically just saying, "Cart, it's not me. It's it's everything else." It's just the win ratio comments that he keeps yeah. coming out with. It's like, what, what does it I matter? I mean, even really in those comments it? on there before, it's a little. It's a little bit like, well, I'm used to seeing good players and all this kind of thing, and it's just a bit like, well, I've got, I can't, I couldn't possibly have affected this. And like, there's a few other managers who've come out and said things this week, like, oh, not even Conte could have kept him alive. It was Stephen Clarence and Harry Redknapp. Yeah. Two of the biggest hoops going, <laughs> let's be honest. How many, how many How many? of them players are international footballers? Oh, the comp. You look You look at Burnley squad, you look at Bournemouth squad, it's not riddled with quality, it's riddled with, ta- well, workers, really. People who, and people who've bought into what that club is and, and work. And the manager's, you know, found a way of working with them. You know, you've got you know? that Josh Burnley King. And Bournemouth, who, you see, the two examples that you cite have got two long-serving managers. Mm-hmm. No, true, true, but you know, as, as Sean Dyke. If, if you look at, at Sunderland, Sunderland squad, it's been patched together by a series of different managers who brought in players to suit different yeah, systems, I mean, different circumstances, and that's the problem. There's no overarching, uh, there's no overarching strategy in, in what Sunderland have been doing for the last six years. You, you look at you look at you know Bournemouth's attack, Stanislas and King. Stanislas was playing for them in League One. King's a Championship forward. It was really hit a, a good yeah, vein of form. Goal for Blackburn, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, it sometimes it, it is about the manager, and I, I don't for one minute think that the players should come out of this with without blame. I think I think that ultimately it falls on their shoulders that they can't be bothered to do it on Saturday. But there's a lot to be said about a manager not being able to motivate them too, and it's difficult to be motivated when 
your manager's telling you everything's <clears> not very good. I, I, I keep, I keep. Where are you with this sobs? Because I think, I think most people certainly who who, who listen to the show or, or follow us on Twitter would know where myself, Gareth, Gavin, and and, and James are with it. Um, I guess where I'm at with it now, and I'm interested to know if you agree or not, is that part of me. I haven't done a, I haven't done a 180 or anything. I, I, yeah, I still think the manager should, should go, in my opinion. But I, I feel a little bit more sympathetic with him now if the players are just not putting it in for him. And I do feel like, on one hand, I would like to give him a chance to get rid of these players who who we and and and, and give him a chance to say, okay, well, go and prove yourself right then and put this team together to see how you're going to do. <clears throat> And then every time I, I convince myself that that might be the way to go, I look at the league table and see we've got 24 points, and I look at the players he signed, mm-hmm. and wonder if he should be trusted to build the team off, yeah, well, off the it, back of that. When he said, "You know, I'm going to buy these players, but they're not going to make us any better," you thought, well, "Why bother?" If that's the way you go, and I, I think a lot of people in the stands, like myself, have seen the manager last a season and a bit gets sacked and the next one lasts a season and a bit and gets sacked and the next one lasts a season and gets sacked and you think that's not worked and there is a case for as we've mentioned just now the Bournemouth and Burnley you've got long serving managers I can't remember exactly how they started out of those respective clubs but they probably didn't hit the ground running and set the world on fire straight away um, it would be grand if somebody did a Brian Clough we talked about there but you know putting a system in place and bringing players in you've never heard of who turn into very very good players and win European competition it'd be nice if that sort of thing happened I don't know if David Moyes is the sort of person to do it but it's it's because I'm old you get sick of change you know nobody likes change anyway and in the the situation our football club's in we've seen change and it's not really made us any better apart from when Allardyce came and we actually did look like we had a shape and we were bringing players in who played in that shape and then they all got injured or buggered off and it, he did as well what I'd be interested in, in, in seeing is, is to see see if any club would take a different approach and say, right, OK, we're giving a manager a four-year contract and by the end of your four years we want to be here. And that might mean that you go down and you come back mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But at the end of your four-year strategy, plan, whatever you want to call it, that's where we need to be. And then judge people after they've been given a, a period of time. Maybe not four years, maybe three years, whatever. But take that rather than say, right, You've got to do all this and succeed now, or you're out in six months. Because David Moyes, presuming you know as as I do that he's he's going to to still be the manager at 4:45 on Sunday, he'll be the first manager to see out a full season since Steve Bruce. What if Sunderland go and lose like six <laughs> nil in two games? Do, do we think the situation changes, or do we think that it's irrelevant now? It depends on, on what team gets hammered six nil. If he if he chucks in. Six kids and got hammered six nil at Chelsea and Arsenal. Then you'd go well, okay. Well, I can see why that's happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with I, I agree with your point. But you need the need. You can't just go like he's got four years and that's that and see where yeah. he is. You've got to see something. You've got to see the genesis of an idea, a plan, what he wants to mm. do, what he wants yeah. to achieve. You've got to see a level of respect for the job that he's got without taking it for granted that he's going to have a go. He's untouchable, so it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? And I, I know you, you'll challenge me and say I don't get that impression. That's fine, but a lot of other, yeah. a lot of fans have got the impression that he's, yeah, I'm, I'm, is he's not. I'm not he I'm, just hasn't bought into the idea that he's got an opportunity here to take yeah. a club that's been perennially underachieved and go on and do something with it. And it feels as though a little bit like, well, you know, there's not really a lot I can do here. And I just don't think that's something that. I don't think that's something that washes with people up here, and like that's why he's going to find it difficult. And we said it. I think if he came out and he talked about honesty a lot, right? And we've said this before. He talked about honesty. Him just saying he's crap, he's crap. They haven't got quality. That's the best you're going to get from this group of players. Isn't being honest. That that's that just comes across as somebody who's just shrugging his shoulders and wiping his hands of a problem. Honesty is coming out and saying I'm going to, you know. I understand that we've got limitations, but other teams in the league have got limitations. In that bottom half of the table, we've got to try and compete with them. You know, yes, we're, we're going to, you know, whenever we go out there, we're going to try and our best to be organised. We're going to, you know, we're going to try and be better than we can be. You know, as a collective unit, as you know, rather than being, you know, average individuals as a unit, we could be, you know, a decent side if we if we do this, this, and this. And it might all be a bit of guff, but that. 
you know that for me that's honest that that that's an honest assessment of what you could achieve if you've got the right attitude and I just don't feel as though See, some some did a very similar thing, but in a, in a different way he did. last season. He did. He some, absolutely some did, did a very similar thing. So, some I sat there so many times <coughs> and heard Sam say, "If the players do what I tell them, we'll survive." So instantly, whenever there was a bad result, Sam went, "Well, if they'd have kept a clean sheet like I was drumming into them, then this wouldn't have happened." So he gave himself an out. Now David Moyes has, has probably done things in a different way, and that hasn't. And one washed, got, with, washed, washed with you, and you one know, got so. results, and one didn't, and that, and to be yeah, fair, well, we you can, know, we can go back and you can look at the, the difference in the squads. But what I'm saying is that if you're talking from the point of view of the manager, that the managerial approach and what he's saying to the outside world, you know, they, they did very similar things, only in a slightly different way. Mm, I, I, see, I, I thought that Allardyce found a way of playing. Which is what Moyes hasn't mm. done. We were. So we were well, that's it. You there's, little, always, there's little factors here and there. Yeah. Everywhere, sorry, to yeah. dr- sorry to butt in, but yeah. be- before you go on to elaborate on that point, you're right in that when we got beat off Southampton one nil at home, it was rubbish, right? But you could see what he wanted to achieve in the game that yeah. he was playing, and that's the difference. Because if you can go away and say, "Well, you know what? What he's done is he's just going to say we're not going to lose today, and we're going to set up like this." And he did, he tried it, and then later he did other things. Yeah, it doesn't always work. I mean, if you remember, he played. It, well, it, it, it doesn't. He, he played. A, he played three at the back against Everton, conceded six. If you remember, I had Billy was, Jones and Wes Brown at centre half, didn't he? And, and if, you, if you remember, did, but but did he not play three at the back for Palace a couple of weeks ago against uh, Man City and we also conceded five or whatever it we was? We went three at the back at Palace and beat them one nil. Yeah, yeah. That that's the only time we've ever looked like having a plan, and and he didn't he didn't follow up on it. But early in the season, there's Jermaine Defoe talking on goals on Sunday, saying, "Oh, the manager used to manage in Spain, and we can see it in training. We're doing a lot of possession stuff." And then you look at Sunderland having the worst average possession in the whole entire league, and obviously the the players that he's got are clearly not good enough. That's why we're bottom of the league, but we're better than twenty four points, yeah. and we're better than. Humping the ball forward to Jermaine Defoe for 90 minutes We're better than that Because we have the players to do it You can't just bypass the fact that He ignored Wabi Kazri all season Because he did And if he had a player we would have won more games I can guarantee it We don't know that I'd, No one well, can guarantee it I, I feel like we would have There's games. Right, so it's, there's only, game... but it's, it's, only, it's only an opinion mm, His opinion true. was one, your opinion is another Nobody can guarantee these things That's the, but the, that's the thing that, But the fact that he did not start the game for six months is cr- That is criminal When you've paid when the club have paid £10 million for that player and by all accounts he's a popular player spoken to players who were there last season who said he's a good lad popular player in the dressing room does that have an effect? not that it should that you shouldn't you shouldn't kick off because your mate's been dropped but you know and it's it, too talented to ignore when you're bottom yeah, of the league it comes back to the dressing room doesn't it you know comes back to, to the dressing room what's in the dressing room if that is the kind of reaction mm. you know what kind of dressing room you got yeah you know, well, one game we all look forward to this week is the Youth Cup final anyway. And over 16,000 tickets I'm gone not, for us. Have you not? No, over 18,000. Last I heard, I'm rushing back from Arsenal in time to see that. And that, is, no, that is good, though, isn't it? Like that, that's, that's a League that's Cup, a League that's cup uh, attendance for yeah, the whole game. Only, only they'll not open the top tier, so it might look half decent. Because that really winds me up. We'll not, get, we'll not, we'll not go down that road. Joel Osoro and... That's good. Uh, hopefully, about hopefully that people are not too uh, you know, actually, traumatized by t- tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Result. On another point, if 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 there is an insinuation that certain senior players in that squad are protecting themselves, shall we say, or feeling things, the I think it's it's even worse the fact that he's they're putting Moyes in a position where he's thinking, well, I might have to take a few of these young lads to that game on Tuesday knowing that they've probably got up to now the biggest game of their careers on Wednesday night I think mm-hmm. that shows a shocking lack of respect for the for your, for, your, for your colleagues for young lads who are coming through and get an opportunity to play in a game in front of 20,000 people and they're, you know, they're going to be not ill prepared but it's naive to think that even three or four of them go down they've got to come back and then get rested up and, and play that game on Wednesday. I think that's, that's I think that's really sad. Personally, I think that's a really sad thing. Well, they'll travel. They'll travel today, won't they? They'll they'll be there for for the game and everything <coughs> tomorrow. Then they'll come back on you know in the early hours of uh, 
Wednesday morning with the rest of the squad, more than anything, what it means is that they're not training with the rest no. of the team it's in the run-up to the, that big no. game. Which it is, is it's sad. sad. It's sad, that is. Hopefully the performance out for us. So we're going to do that. I've got a plug Saturday as well. Go on then, for the last time. The, we'll last, plug time, the yeah. last plug of the season. Yeah, so we're doing the, the live show on Saturday for Sunderland <clears> um, Supporters Branch in London at the Knights Templar um, in London. Google it. Apparently it's a place where everybody went before the cup final to Weatherspoons, I believe. Um, and they've got the whole thing booked out for the evening. So half five where you start with guests including David Priest, um, Phil Smith, Sunderland Echo is going to do a bit with us and uh, Ian McIntosh as well. Um, so it should be a good night. Um, it's the usual kind of crack if you go to the live show. And if you want to get tickets for that, you've got to email um, the London branch. The email address is on our website. If you go to wisemensay.co.uk, there's a sticky at the top of the page there. Just following the instructions and I'd get in there because I know it holds quite a few, but I think there were. <clears throat> I was given a little nod that they might have sold the best part. Well, best, sold the best part of 200 tickets. It's a fiver to go, so it should be canny good. Few beers and that, and then we'll all, you know, when you said we'll all go out afterwards mm. in Manchester, we'll all go out, all two hundred of us in London. <laughs> That'll be good, <laughs> won't it? Just recreate the the cup final atmosphere. Yeah, we'll go to Covent Garden and then an irritated Tory MP. Just before we go, sobs, you renewing next year? I've already paid. I think done yeah. it, <laughs> Gav. I am, but my direct debit never come out, and I was like, oh, I've got another month to think about it. Because for some reason my bank knocked it back, but no, I will be. Yeah. I'm an idiot, and I will be. I'll be there next season. So, James, you haven't applied for another job or anything. They're like, because you're sick of the uh, sick of the corn. Have you applied for your day to go card <laughs> next season? I'll be there, God willing. <laughs> okay, for the season, for the wise men's say, thanks for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.